Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today we've got a great revenge story involving a work radio. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, continuously kick my seat on flight, get your belongings soaked. This happened a few years ago when I was flying to Canada for a trip. Midway through the flight, I was awakened by the person behind kicking my seat. I thought it was a kid, so I ignored it. After a few minutes of non-stop kicking, I turned around and saw that it was a guy in his mid-twenties. I asked him politely to stop and could hear him and his friends snickering saying something in a language I didn't understand. He stopped for a moment, but restarted. So I took my water bottle and slowly emptied half of it on top of his backpack that was under my seat. I heard him freak out when we landed, and it was satisfying as freak. Hey, as long as OP didn't get in trouble here, didn't get caught, somebody 20 plus years old kicking on the back of somebody else's seat is ridiculous, and uh, I hope they enjoy their soggy backpack. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, you're a grown butt man? Okay then. Last night, I went to bed a little earlier than usual because my husband had gotten on my nerves once already, and I'm the one who gets up with our three-year-old every day while he sleeps until 1-2pm to 2 p.m. because he's up all night watching movies on my laptop or playing video games on his phone, whole separate issue. However, we had agreed that we would go grocery shopping the next day, and he was going to help me because I've been having some pretty severe back problems. So we needed to get up earlier or else we can't go because he has a meeting with his staff at 3pm. 3am rolls around and I wake up having to go to the bathroom. Lo and behold, he's still up playing video games, had not put my laptop away, and left trash all over the floor. This really irked me because he leaves the cord to my laptop swinging across the living room where I can trip over it. I asked him, are you coming to bed soon? Because we need to go shopping and we can't if you're sleeping all day. He proceeds to then yell at me. I won't sleep all day, I'm a grown butt man, I can get myself to bed. Cue petty revenge. Usually I'm the one who wakes him up for work or for meetings. Even if I'm still sleeping, I usually set an alarm to wake up, then wake him up and go back to sleep. His meeting is at 3pm and it's now 1.30pm. Oh, and the milk for his coffee is all gone. He's a grown butt man, right? I feel like it's reasonable for a grown butt man who can pick his own bedtime can also wake his own butt up for his own meetings. Update for those asking, he got up with 35 minutes to get there. There wasn't really any fallout. He was pleasant and went on like nothing happened. He went to the meeting and then came home and helped me get groceries, so it was a pretty lackluster day overall. For clarity, I don't stop my daughter from being loud in the mornings or inhibit her playtime whatsoever just because he's sleeping. If she wakes him up, she wakes him up. That's how it's always been. As far as putting parental controls on the internet, I couldn't do that as he's the one that pays for it. He covers the bills like rent, internet, etc., and I cover the costs of groceries, cleaning supplies, etc. Financially, we help each other. It isn't me doing everything. I pay some streaming services, he pays some, and so on. His laptop broke a while ago. This is why we use mine. We have a TV, but it isn't a smart TV, so it's only good for DVDs and such. Hence the laptop. 
I mean, the bottom line is you're their partner, not their mom. At some point, they need to be able to do their own responsibilities well on their own. I mean, I get helping out, but like making sure that they get up on time is a very adult thing that they have to just figure out for themselves. If they have a meeting they need to attend to at work, it shouldn't be your wife's responsibility to make sure you get there. Our next story is cost me money. Let me repay the favor. I was buying a new EV about a year ago and was in the process of moving when I got confirmation it was arriving. When I went to the dealership to pick it up, I still had a license for my old province of residency, but my old condo had been sold and I was in the process of switching my license over. I was told this would not be an issue because they can put any address on the bill of sale. I asked explicitly about the EV incentives as there was a pretty significant rebate available, $7,000. They assured me all would be fine, and they'd use my new address for the bill of sale paperwork. Two months later, when I'm registering my car, there was a technical error in the government system, so all temporary permits were issued for 90 days at the time of my purchase. I'm told the paperwork was done using my old out-of-province address, and the car couldn't be registered. The dealership refused to change the paperwork, as they'd essentially have to accept me returning the car, cancelling the original sale, and reselling me the car. As they weren't willing to redo the paperwork with my actual address, I had to figure out how to register it in my old province and then switch the registration back to my new one. This made me ineligible for the provincial incentive as it only applies to new vehicles that have never been registered. During the registration, I had to call the dealership to get some information that was not contained in the paperwork they provided since the provinces have different requirements. And while on the phone, the finance manager, who was unwilling to help me, asked for me to send him a picture of my registration so he can claim the federal incentive back from the federal government since they gave me the incentive as a discount on the car at the time of purchase, worth $5,000. Long story short, after a legal consultation, I don't have a case to sue them as they don't need to accommodate my new address if it's not on my license. But I don't have a requirement to send them a picture either. It doesn't help me get my incentive, but I feel better having cost them a similar amount of money. What I don't understand here is, if they could help you out, why they wouldn't want to? I mean, does changing all that paperwork cause them to not be able to get that incentive? I mean, bottom line, they never got the incentive anyways. But I'm just figuring, if you're selling somebody a multi-thousand dollar product like an EV, you'd want to actually make that experience good for them, right? I mean, I get it varies depending on the actual dealership and not the company itself, but it still leaves plenty of room for OP to talk bad about the company. I mean, I don't think it's a good look if somebody's going around saying that your company was so unhelpful in buying a car. I mean, if somebody finds out it's a headache trying to purchase something from you, they're probably not going to want to spend their multiples of thousands of dollars. Our next story is using internet access to get back at a cheating ex. Sorry, this is a tad long and convoluted. All names change to protect the guilty. So about 10 years ago, I was living with my at-the-time boyfriend Alex and working a contract IT job for a power company in the area. For those who aren't familiar, when you work IT contract, they will often give no end date, but you are always at risk of sudden end, so you always keep eyes out for other roles. Some backstory, I agreed to pay $400 a month towards house, as well as half groceries and the cost of Comcast internet and TV. One year before move, when I moved in with Alex, he had very slow internet and I needed faster for work. So I agreed to put Comcast internet into my name with my own provided equipment. Three months before the move, Alex's mother, who always wanted Alex to get back together with an ex of his, 
Not the one mentioned in future months, but a different one. After an incident where we went to Nashville for a concert, and she without telling Alex or I invited this ex to join, I made sure I drove so if things went south I... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I could escape. Wasn't needed, but close. I was very distrusting of her, and when she came around, I was always on guard. One day, she showed up at our house and just said, Here's this pit bull puppy I ended up caring for, but I don't want her, so I'm taking your cat for trade. Sadly, she didn't care for the cat after this trade and won't give extra sad details. From the day this occurred, me and Alex started to fight more and more. Two months before the move, Alex and I seemed to be past the fights and the pit bull was fitting in nicely to our household. At this time, I was given a hint from my boss that in the coming months, my contract would end and best to start heavily looking. I had never been tied to Tennessee besides for my ex, so him and I talked about me looking for roles in my home state of Colorado, and that he would follow if I got something since Colorado has better jobs related to his degree. Think government security type stuff. So I started applying and making plans to visit and stay with his family to do interviews, the whole time keeping open lines and sending him job options in Colorado, and thinking he was applying for some as well, but to remote interview. Also note, I was looking for stuff in Tennessee as well, but much smaller market in our town for my skills. One month before the move, about a month before the move I'd done a few phone interviews and lined up some in-person interviews, all the same week in Colorado. I'd planned on road tripping not knowing how long I'd be, in case I got offers and things. Using the open lines of communication, Alex agreed that I needed to go do the interviews and that he was not going to take time off work for an unknown period to come to Colorado with me. I know, red flag number one. 
So at this time I packed up my car with some basic things and as I always do, I likely overpacked, but took stuff that was more needed in Colorado and was stuff I could store at parents even if I didn't move. Our house was small and keeping my keepsakes there wasn't handy due to space limits. While in Colorado, stayed very close, talked with Alex nearly daily by phone, but daily by text, so he was well aware of all that was occurring and standing. I actually got a job offer that led into doing background checks and drug tests and such, so I was in Colorado a little longer than planned and working details of move. Alex was aware of all this and tentative dates to come back to Tennessee to complete move with basically a weekend to turn in old job hardware, notice was given while in Colorado, pack everything of mine and drive back. Alex was going to move later once he found a job and we were going to try long distance relationship. Thursday of move, Thursday morning after I told Alex a few times I would be coming down driving from Colorado to Tennessee non-stop to do exit interviews, a final team lunch with my old employer, pack my stuff, and get back to Colorado to start a new job on Monday. I know it's a short period and lots of driving, but due to timelines, it's what was required. I texted Alex that I was leaving Colorado, didn't call due to time change and know he was at work and couldn't take calls but could text. Thursday afternoon of move, when I was in St. Louis, I got a call from Alex and he was mad that I was coming back with such little notice. Again, had been in touch and kept him in loop. I had tried to get my start date delayed with new company, but they did onboarding academy every month. So it was either that day or wait a month with no income as my contract was terminated. When I asked him why he was mad, he gave me the following details. Well, I needed to know when you were coming home because I actually asked Peter to move in and him and I rekindled our relationship and have been seeing each other for the last few months. So I guess if you're showing up and don't want to get a hotel for the night, I guess you can sleep on the sofa since he and I are sharing a bed now and I wouldn't want you in the same bed as me anyway any longer. To say I was heartbroken, ticked off and almost drove off road was an understatement. I didn't have funds handy to get a hotel for this leg as at this point I was semi out of work and would be a period of time till I got the next paycheck. Also remember this was a different ex of Alex's than the one his mom wanted him to get back together with. Great family. Friday middle of the night and AM I get back to what I thought was our house at about 1am and had to be at my office at 8am so I just fold down the sofa and sleep. Yes I should have slept in my car. I shared the sofa with a pit bull and was proud to cry or make noise. I didn't sleep, needless to say, so I got out of bed at 5am and decided to get clothing ready for both gym and work, which involved going into Alex's room to get to the closet. I wasn't quiet in this part and got my stuff and left planning on showering at the gym. I go from gym to work and do exit interview and have time between leaving work and lunch. During my exit interview, Alex texted me that I was rude for making noise and waking them up. He also texted me asking me to meet him after my lunch. Our offices were both downtown and walking distance to each other. I said sure and agreed to meet but on the street so we were both likely to be calm. Friday mid-morning and after lunch. So I leave work and go home with plans to pack. I assumed the house was going to be empty. In this process, Alex texts me that Peter is actually at the house as he's out of work and job hunting from the house and asked me to be respectful. I walk in, introduce myself, and proceed to turn music on. My sound system and I work better with music. He just sits there on his laptop in the living room watching me move around and packing boxes. He did proceed to ask me to not unplug the network stuff. 
all mine, until the very end since he was actively applying for jobs. I said sadly can't since I'm packing office at the moment and want all my IT stuff together and unplugged it nearly instantly. By lunch, it had been around 2-3 to three hours and I had nearly everything packed in my car and got a text from Alex asking nicely for me to leave my vacuum. I moved with it and it was mine, but about 9 months earlier, I told him he didn't need to buy his own since I had one. I admit I didn't need it and space was getting really tight, and before he texted, I was actually going to leave it. The moment I got that text, I found space, or I was just going to just back over it in the driveway for him to clean up. It fit and I use it today. I'd also received a few texts from Alex complaining that I disconnected the internet so quick and asking for me to have cash for the last two weeks of housing. I paid weekly. After lunch with my old co-workers, having a good time, I decided since the car was packed, I was going to drive back to Colorado instantly instead of staying the day as planned, so I had my car full of stuff. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When I met Alex outside his office, I was lucky enough to get on-street parking and he could clearly see the vacuum in my car. This left him salty and mad. I actually still wanted to be the bigger person and had $200 for the two weeks I'd been gone in my pocket to give him. I did ask how long Peter had been staying there. He replied that basically Peter moved in nearly as soon as I left. He then proceeded to ask me for the rent money since I still had stuff at the house and I was obligated to pay it. I told him to go to heck got in my car and drove away and started to drive home. A few calls and texts from him later, I set his number to no notification and stopped in Kentucky slash Tennessee border to sleep in a hotel. First week of work, as this job came quick, I was commuting from my family's house to my new office daily, with a nearly three hour drive each way each day. So combined with a new job, saying I was brain dead was an understatement. During this time, Alex kept texting and calling me saying I need to disconnect the Comcast account and that Peter was unable to find a job and start helping contribute to the house until Alex could get the internet in his own name, etc. I kept replying saying I would do it when I had time to call and sit on the phone with Comcast. I truly wasn't able to call them with all the information in front of me until week 3 of my new job, all the while having this horrible commute. Week 3 after move, the final stage. I finally had time on a Friday where I didn't have to work, was moved to nights and had the day off since also working weekends. After multiple mean and threatening emails from Alex that he was unable to do anything internet related till I got this done, Comcast had the only connection going to his house so he had no other choice of provider. In this time, I also just let Comcast auto charge me figuring I'd stay on good terms for when I needed them in my move. When I finally got a hold of an agent at Comcast. I could tell I was connected to an office in the south due to accent, and the woman who was helping me was fantastic. When I explained why I was needing to cancel, I gave a summary version of the above about Alex. 
I just heard loud typing and the occasional, Oh, honey, I'm so sorry to hear that, and mm-hmm. Finally, she said, Well, looks like we have a service issue at that residence, and the equipment may not be compliant, so we have to get a tech out to evaluate the connections and verify if the property could have Comcast service. I, being in tech, said, Oh, that's odd since it worked perfect, and I know it was a fresh reconnect right before I moved. She was fantastic and just added, Yep, you are a loyal customer, and Comcast takes care of those, and she was very sorry to hear what had occurred to me, and how horrible he was to me. It was clearly implied that she had flagged the account due to how he treated me. I actually asked to speak to her manager and told her it was to compliment her service. Once transferred, I did just that. The manager was thrilled to get the good review of her. FYI, for any Comcast folks reading this despite moving multiple times, I am still a loyal Comcast customer despite having options, often because of how this one woman treated me. Later that day, after eating, I sent Alex an email with a screenshot of my cancelling Comcast and said, done, don't contact me again. About four hours later, he texted, ticked, that I did something to make it so he couldn't get Comcast till they got a tech out, and the soonest they could come was another four weeks. I replied and said I didn't do anything. Comcast must have something off on their end. A very, very, very rare Comcast W? Has heck frozen over? The only thing not surprising to me is Comcast saying, oh, there seems to be a service issue, we'll take four weeks. I respect OP still being a loyal Comcast customer and all, but I'd been a Comcast customer for quite some time, and I just gotta say, it's not fun when it's a monopoly, you have no other option, and you just see that number go up. Eh, $5 here, $2 there, $3 here, every single month. It reached a breaking point. Thank God a cheap fiber company actually came into my area. Our next story is compact cars only. This just happened and I feel blessed. I'm eating dinner at McAllister's Deli and it's raining outside so close parking is a premium. McAllister's has compact spaces out front. But lo and behold, some jerk double parked their non-compact car over the line and into two of the spots. I took it upon myself to educate this person to their error, so I parked right next to them. Right next to them. Within two inches of their driver's side door. I backed in, putting our door's butt to add. It took some concentration to nail this pettiness. I climbed out the passenger side door of my car because it was worth it. I walk in, order, and sit at the table closest to the door facing our cars. I open and hold the door for a well-to-do middle-aged woman who's leaving, unbeknownst that she is in fact the culprit. I smirk to myself as I watch her approach her vehicle, throw her arms in the air, and then stand there for a moment before looking around with her hands on her hips. It was still raining. She spent the next 10 minutes climbing through the passenger side door and carefully navigating out of her spots as I filmed for evidence in case she hits my car. I've never tasted a jalapeno turkey crunch that was half as tasty as this one. And yes, I was able to do this while keeping my car within my lines. Barely. I was about to say this isn't much of a revenge until you realize and you focus in on middle-aged woman. I mean, you just think about the average middle-aged woman being in a predicament where they need to climb over the center console. It's just not necessarily an easy thing for them to just hop right over. Now, if I did a craptastic park job, I would be like, okay, you know what? I deserve it. But also, I don't think I would have too hard of a time just climbing over into the driver's seat. Our next story is, I was told this story belonged here. 
saw a video of someone running into a parking spot as the person was pulling in, told my story, and was encouraged to share it here as well. Happened many years ago. I went to the mall just to kill a couple of hours, and this lady ran in front of my truck to stand in a spot I was already halfway in. She wanted to hold it for her friend that was circling around. She said she wasn't moving, but I could see she had her refillable popcorn bucket and cup in her bag she was carrying. So I knew she was going to a movie, and I had all day to be petty. So I lit up a cigarette, put on some good tunes, and was just browsing online. Best part was when she hammered on the hood, put a dent in it, and her ring scratched through the paint. Dashcam caught it. So I got out. She started screaming, saying I was about to attack her. Nah, just needed photos of her car and license plate, parked behind me, and blocking the way for several other cars. Lot attendant eventually comes by and told her they needed to move as a tow truck was already on the way to move them if she didn't. Again, she refuses and sure enough, tow truck shows up. Her friend is outside her car, leaning against it, staring daggers at me. As the truck starts to back up to hook up, they begin to confront the tow truck driver. He pulls pepper spray on them and says, I'll never forget this. I'm on a tight schedule and don't have time to argue. I can either spray you for risking my safety or you can comply and pick it up at the lot. As he gets into his truck to do his thing, they both hop in the car and try to hurry away, clipping the metal things that I assume lift up the car, ripping their front bumper off as they try to flee around the truck and race out of there. These ladies were in their late 40s and ended up buying me a new hood, which is just as well since it was having fading issues on the paint slash clear coat. Don't know what other repercussions they had from that, but I can't imagine a new front bumper on an Audi is cheap. I doubt Audi will allow their new front bumper to be cheap. What's sad here is, does anybody out there think that there is a lesson learned from this? 40-year-old ladies? Probably not, right? Even after all that money? I mean, do you think they'd think twice if they found themselves in a similar situation in the future? Our next story is, creepy old guy that grabbed my hips at a party. I was at a New Year's party and some of the company was nasty, was en route to the door, talking but not in front of it, when some guy, 50 years my senior, put both hands on my hip slash upper butt and squeezed as he moved me out of the road. I felt pretty violated, but I whispered to my boyfriend as we were walking out of the party later. He noticed the guy had gone into the bathroom, so we turned all the lights off. We heard the guy crap in darkness. I know it's only tiny, but the thought of him scrabbling for TP makes me feel a bit better. I mean, not gonna lie, when you're in the bathroom and you're doing your business and the lights are off and you can't see anything, for some reason it is especially uncomfortable. I don't know if it's just because it like puts such a highlight on what human bodily function you're doing or something, especially when you're doing it in somebody else's bathroom at a party. I just would love nothing more if they ran out of TP and they had to feel around in the dark like a stranded astronaut in their spaceship trying to find where NASA stored the toilet paper. Our next story is the story of the work radio. It all started 7 to 8 years ago. I used to work outdoors in an industrial setting that was rather loud. I worked by myself on a little island, and there were two teams that worked nearby on a set of concrete slabs. Between all of us was one communal radio. The issue began with the diversity of the employees. There really wasn't any common ground when it came to music choice. Eventually, we developed days where each of us would get a turn choosing the music that was enjoyed by the surrounding workers. It was going great until one day, it was my day to choose the music and being the nice, considerate person I am, had made a playlist on my phone that contained music from everyone's listening preferences. 
I thought it was a genius move and figured this would at least provide us all with satisfaction and be able to enjoy listening to music that everyone can enjoy. Or so I thought. Working this job, I had to hop in and out of forklifts to move pallets occasionally, typically three to four times a day for 30 minutes at a time. While doing so, my phone was kept at my desk so as to not interfere with the music. So this day, I hopped in the forklift, humming to some music I had stuck in my head. I finished running pallets back and forth, hopped out of the forklift, and began working the next set of pallets, until I noticed the same genre of music had been playing for 15 to 20 minutes. I looked at my phone and noticed the music was paused and definitely stopped on a song that was not playing. I thought to myself, that's odd. Maybe the phone randomly disconnected or something. So I adjusted the radio back to Bluetooth and went about my business. Next forklift trip comes and goes and again, the music is changed. At this point, I know someone is messing with the radio, so I flipped it back to Bluetooth and started playing music that I know everyone around me isn't a fan of, but I love. Why be the nice guy when it's not appreciated? This goes on for weeks. I play my music of choice, and every time I get in the forklift, it changes. I just change it back every time I get out, even though some people start hooting and hollering at me. Oh well, I'm here to work, not make friends. Eventually the radio dies as it was old and exposed to the elements sometimes. We go a week without a radio and I get an idea. Nobody wanted to put up for a communal radio as it was clear people couldn't agree on sharing. Remember folks, sharing is caring. I decided to take some money from my next paycheck, buy a nice big Bluetooth speaker and posted it at my workstation. Everyone thought it was so cool, how nice of me to bring it in, and the smile on my face kept getting bigger and bigger. They didn't realize that I wasn't going to be sharing this speaker. They came up with a schedule, proposed it to me, and watched me rip it up in front of them. Instead, they had to endure weeks of me blasting Kentucky bluegrass and old country music, whichever I saw fit. The tension in the workplace could be cut with a knife. They knew I was doing it to spite them, and there was nothing they could do about it. Took them a month of trying to hide my speaker, trying to bully me into letting them use it, before they went out and bought a radio from Walmart. Unlucky for them, my speaker was still louder. I mean, there should have been some kind of consensus thing that everybody could just generally kind of agree on. Although, to be fair, if it was OP speaker, they kind of have the say-so. What's like the go-to for a communal radio that everybody should just kind of generally be okay with? Most places I've heard are usually like just kind of latest hip-hop or like classic rock. This next story is Annoying Food Thief Eats Hot Pepper. While working at the office, I would usually always put my lunch in the office fridge, but of course, annoyingly, it would always get stolen. So one day, while shopping out at Safeway, I noticed that they were selling habanero peppers. This, of course, gave me the ultimate plan for revenge. The next morning, I prepared an excellent chicken burrito that was mainly filled to the brim with the hot pepper. Then while working, I heard one of my coworkers cough non-stop, so I immediately went to the fridge to check if it were gone. And there I found that it was him who had done it. He immediately threw up right after while I was chuckling, not even feeling an ounce of remorse. This is the go-to. I've either heard this, hot peppers or anything hot, or like dog food. Something that they might not even distinguish as something inherently gross, but you feel so satisfied that you made them eat it. Oh no, that wasn't a tuna sandwich. That was cat food, buddy. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.